1990, four worms had a dream of eating the small town of Perfection, Nevada, making a meal out of the 14 worthless residents. But unfortunately, they all met their untimely demise, one of them even being taunted for his dreams of flying someday. That's right, for the very first time ever, I watched Tremors. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Clear Tinted Classics, the show where I, your host, Jake Ryan Baker, watch classic movies for the very first time and give my nostalgia-free opinions on them. And today is a very, very special episode, joined by not one, but two guests. I'm realizing I didn't ask for their full names. I know Jillian Watkins, but Gil Grimm? Gil Grimm. Gil Grimm. It that's, works. Not, that's not his real last name. Yeah, no, it's not my, it's not my not real, last real last name. name. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys, for joining me on the show. How, how, oh, absolutely. Good. Yeah, no. Thanks for Thank having us. Bodies, yeah. yeah, I went to high school with Julian. Uh, this is my first time meeting Gil. It's very nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you also. <laughs> I just met him literally three minutes ago. <laughs> On uh, the dot. <laughs> but I saw that uh, you guys have been doing sort of a, a podcast. I don't know. Do you have like a name? Do you have any specific name for the show that you do on YouTube? I know the actual name of the show is the Anti-Movie Movie Club, but I don't know if you consider it a podcast or... A it's, review it's that show. weird in between because it's not yeah. really a podcast because I feel like a podcast should be like longer than thirty minutes. <laughs> sure. I think the longest episode we've done is like twenty-seven minutes. I yeah. think it's just like that review in between of just us just talking about movies that we like or we don't like. Yeah, we go on. Uh, we sidebar a lot on there. For, but like way <laughs> too much. Like just on random stuff. Like yeah, like, I, I click. I was watching your Sin City episode today, <laughs> and I was like, a lot of shoe talk. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it's because those Converse, man, those things popped. Well, what was weird was I literally was watching you guys' episode and then my dad sent me a picture of Converse uh, what was the, the weapons? He sent me a picture of the, the Magic Johnson weapons yeah. just out of nowhere Yes, it had nothing to do with anything I sent him a uh, uh, they announced they're doing an HBO show on the 80s Lakers. Oh, for real? Um, hey. Yeah. Let's go. So, Because they just cast Bo Burnham as Larry Bird. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and he was like, I used to wear these Converse weapons. I was like, literally until today, I'd never heard that word before, and now I've heard it twice in one day. In the same day. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. Next to South Dakota. Yeah, next to South Dakota. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, what, you guys mostly talk, you guys just talk about Movies you do like, movies you don't like on the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you guys did a Blank Man episode. I think. Yeah, yeah, our yeah, that first was the very episode. first one. Yeah. Blank Man episode was the that's the only episode that we've actually agreed on. Actually, we did agree on Sin City. <laughs> no, yeah, I liked Sin City. Yeah, Sin City. Sin City. Okay. Yeah, like, that was my first time watching that movie too. I, I still haven't finished it, but it was it was you a good still movie. haven't finished it. <laughs> that was two weeks he ago. He hasn't even watched Son in Law, and that was another I'm episode never we did. Never watch Son in Law. Son in Law. What? It's in the past now. It's so good. It's bad. That's funny. You, I can't believe I didn't realize you did the Sin City episode having. Not watch the movie. Yeah, he hadn't like. He I watched told half you of it. Okay, so we did a we did a. That uh, is a very it's a very uh, broken up story. Yeah, it exactly. actually is a movie you yeah. could kind of watch pieces of and be fine. It'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the sequel? Oh yeah, prequel? I talk, Yeah, I talk about it because <laughs> of the fact that uh, I think I said something about how. Uh, I can't remember uh, the actress's name, but there's a bunch of dumpers. Ava in it. Green. So, yeah, there's dumpers in it for sure. She just pops up <laughs> naked, and, and that's she's she's naked in like every movie. She's you know <laughs> Josh Brolin's in the movie as well, and so as, is the, Joseph, as the Clive Owen yeah, I think uh, was Joseph Gordon Levitt's in it as well. Yeah, but dumpers. Yeah, actually, I put off watching The Dame to Kill for for a long, long time, and then I watched it and was like. That was not as bad as I thought it would be. I, I thought, thought for sure. I thought it was gonna be horrible. Yeah, I thought for sure it would be a dumpster fire, especially for a movie they made ten years after the fact. Um, but they took Jessica Alba's character, who I was only okay on in the first movie. I actually really like her in A Dame to Kill for. She's hilarious. Uh, I love the scene where she's like wasted and stuff. But yeah. Um, so real quick, I'd love to since this is you guys' first time on the show. Like, do. You, I never ask people what their favorite movie is because I think that can kind of change based on your mood. But like, if you had to say, I'm this kind of movie watcher, or you, do you consider yourself cinephiles, deep stuff, or mm -hmm. do you guys prefer more blockbuster type stuff? Oh, or? That's a good question. Here's, here's how this works for me. Uh, I'm very <laughs> definitive in my answer for this. Uh, my favorite movie is Get Out. And I okay. will stick with that. That's a recent movie but for that yeah, to be your favorite. Exactly. It's it a really good movie. Yeah, it did, it did something to me. But like, <laughs> if I was going to watch a movie, like, 
in high school, like comedy movies were the thing. But then sure. like, as I grew up, I was like, yo, suspense thrillers. Those are my jams. If I can't guess what's going on in the first five minutes of the movie, yeah, I'm good. I'm good there. When we when we were in high school, that was a real heyday for comedy, I think. Napoleon like, Dynamite. Yeah. I, I brought up Super Bad on a show recently. That's a touchstone for me. What? Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. That's great. I mean, anything with Danny McBride is great. How about you, Gil? Uh, um, like, so my, I'm like, wait, like, it doesn't matter what the, like, I just like movies. Like, I could watch, like, one of my favorite movies ever is Gattaca. Okay. And then, like, my, like, one of my second favorite movies is, like, Tron. Okay. And then, like, comedies which, and which horrors. Tron? All, Tron Legacy. No, okay. No one likes the first Tron. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I have not watched the, I've not watched either Tron, but I've been finding more and more fans of legacy. It's so good. Legacy you know, people, is really good. It's people really seem to really good. like it. And obviously the soundtrack is Daft Punk is, you know. all the way through. <laughs> the only thing that Every sucks sound. though is if you watch it today, you'll be like, man, I want to see a third one so bad. I, I, I've heard that from people. People are really disappointed. And supposedly that, it's happening. So supposedly they got a dude from 30 Seconds to Mars. Who's going to do the music? Big Six of Mars. Are you talking about uh, uh, dude, the worst Joker uh, of all time? Um, the worst Joker. Jared Leto? Jared Leto. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dude, he was Not the worst the Joker. Joker I didn't like, watch Snyder Cut Joker, worse. but Suicide he's, Squad. He's Joker. only in it for three minutes. Oh, okay, <laughs> then I'm not missing much. Okay, okay. so yeah, so you could, you could pull up the Snyder Cut and go to the last five minutes in the movie if you really want to see him that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's weird. It's very strange. Me and my friends just got together and watched the Snyder Cut, kind of for the laughs. Uh, I thought it was fine. Um, much better than the original Justice League, but that's not saying much. Is, is yeah, it, it worth? Is it worth the four hours though? Is it worth mm, the watch? It, I'd say watch it if you're a big DC fan. If you're not, you could probably mm. be just fine. I watched it. I do like DC. I, I love. DC. Although if you like Cyborg and the Flash, I love the Flash. I love. Uh, what's, what's his name? I know you know his name off the top of your head. Who are you talking about? The dude that played the Flash and um, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, dude. Good actor. <laughs> I was not gonna know his name. You, I know you know his I name because you I've, brought up his name once. I've never brought up his name. That's Cap. What? Uh, I off of both of those. So you mentioned, or you mentioned. I meant to ask you, Julian, if you how you felt about us being a big Get Out fan. I loved it. It's like it was wild because us gives you that more like horror aspect of it, and yeah. like I've said this throughout my entire life, I don't do horror movies. But I love that movie. Like, uh, obviously, it wasn't as big of a hit as Get Out, but like, yeah, that's all right. You know, Get Out was a monster hit, oh, though. for <laughs> sure. Like, what it had like a perfect Rotten Tomato score. But what is the only movie that has one? Lion, the Lion King, or something like that? Maybe somebody like literally went on there to be petty and was like, "This can't have a perfect score." So, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna. I like the movie, but uh, I'm gonna give it a bad score. Yeah, I. I think Get Out is like pretty much a perfect movie, so it's hard to be. But Us almost made me think more ab- oh, yeah. about things. oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. the, the way it like handled society and the duality and all that stuff and Lupita Nyong'o is a god at acting so oh, it's yeah. just oh, nice to see her like bro. really stretch her muscles um in that I mean I'm front row center for every Jordan Peele movie like whatever he makes I'll watch um I, I feel like Get Out was like his first like he goes like, all right I'm gonna dip my toes in the water and see what I can <laughs> see what let's he see what I can get away with even, he didn't even dip his toes in the water he got away with so much he cannonballed in there <laughs> oh that's true he was like nah we're getting all sorts of wet in here and I feel like he was like all right I got a second movie I got I gotta go for it I, if this <laughs> if this is be the last one I got go all in and that's why I'm waiting for Candyman dude Candyman's gonna be nuts I know it's not a Jordan Peele movie but I know he helped with it. Yeah, it's tough because as soon as someone gets popular, they start slapping their name on everything. Yeah, and it's like it's like Candyman, Jordan Peele. It's like, but he's like a producer. It's yeah. not a Jordan Peele movie. But I am excited for the Candyman uh, reboot, whatever the fuck it is. Who knows anymore? Uh, but do they are they bringing him back, the main guy? I, yeah, yeah, they um, are. Um, Tony Todd. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's gonna be in the movie. I feel like you can't do the movie. So technically, Tony. it's not a reboot. It's just a continuation after they think after this. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's after the second movie. Um, so, not the most subtle segue, but my big question that I wanted to lead off with as far as Tremors goes was I sent you guys a big list of movies, and you came back pretty quick with Tremors. And my question is, why? Why Tremors? I let him pick it. <laughs> yeah, he let me pick there it. There was just so much. I was like, man. Uh, I was actually at work when I was like looking at the list. Uh and then I like I was like like I'm scrolling through it obviously and I'm like ooh that's a good selection ooh he's not seen that all right cool like oh ooh. and then like I like scrolled across Tremors obviously and I was like yo 
my grandpa and I used to watch this movie probably seven times a week back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Dang. Granted, I haven't seen all of the uh, other ones because just like any other low budget movie, they progressively get worse and worse. Like in the second one, I'm pretty sure the what do they call them? The graboids. Yeah. Uh, they learn how to fly in the second one. Oh. Like, kind of antithetical to the end of the, this movie. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh. And then I was like, in the second one, they can. I was like, oh, cool. All right. That's pretty solid. But, like, <laughs> no, nah, Tremors is, like, it's nostalgic for sure. And, like, if you haven't seen like, it, it, it surprised me that, like, you hadn't seen it before because the fact that, like, it's kind of like in uh, your genre of like an obscure movie from like what the people 90s? might think Julian's gesturing at me, but he is gesturing at Gil when he said that. Okay. Oh yeah, oh I probably should have said that. <laughs> <Logan Julian. laughs> All right, so my first thought in this movie is how bad did Kevin Bacon need a check? <laughs> oh, he because this bread. movie <laughs> he needed it so bad. <sighs> this movie, I don't even know what to think. Well, yeah, that's my. You guys don't have to give like your full scores here or anything, but I would like to get a gist for where you guys are at as far as this movie goes. Like, do you love it? Did you think it was good? Did you think it was bad? Like, oh, it's a terrible movie. It's it's god awful. It's terrible movie, but okay, I love it. So here's the thing: <laughs> like, that, that I always noticed around that era, like '80s, '90s, it's that people did desert movies. For the assumption, my assumption is that they were super cheap to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, there wasn't much needed. You can just keep literally using the desert all you want. Well, in a movie like this, they, you can tell they built the whole town. Like, those, that's clearly a set yeah. that they just built in the middle of the desert because they were going to have to destroy it for the movie. So it reminded me of uh, the leprechaun. Yeah, you know, the oh, leprechaun had that yeah. one shed that would, you could just tell <laughs> some guys just made it like within a couple days. <laughs> Um, just slapped it up real but quick. I will give it to him like the special effects in the armory scene was pretty cool I liked yeah. it I thought that was like I think most of their budget went to that scene oh for sure but I, and, I was and like the, and the tractor it was just so hard for me to like pay attention to like I wanted to like it and I'm just like you know Kevin Bacon's Kevin Bacon's a bad actor. Let's just put that out there. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> he just looks good. He's not a great actor. He doesn't. That's funny because he he looks kind of shitty in this. He movie. looks like trash. But I guess that's probably like the aesthetic for it because he's like a handyman or something like that. Like, yeah. Have you guys ever watched Super? With yeah. uh, oh, I love Super. Yeah, with Rain Wilson. Super shitty in that movie. <laughs> Dude, he he has Ray, my he has one of my favorite lines in cinema though in that movie when he's yelling at Rain Wilson he's like and she's never gonna leave me and she's never gonna go for you you know why because I'm fucking interesting <laughs> <laughs> and see that that's Kevin that, that's just him being truthful that was probably like, all improvised because he's probably like all right yeah that's that's just me because like I, I I it's funny as you know that there's the classic game like six uh what is it like six ways to bacon or you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. there's a there's a game you play where you can name any actor, and within six movies, you can link them to Kevin Bacon because Yo, he's been word. in so many movies. Uh, mm. It's like a it's like a game people play. Oh, word! Um, but it's funny because I feel like I actually haven't seen a ton of his work. I'm like super. He's in. I'm thinking of that weird vigilante movie he did. Oh yeah, I've seen the Friday uh, the 13th movie. Yeah, what is it? Uh, Invisible Man, I think. It was uh, like no, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's not Invisible Man, but it's like that. It's well, a man. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Yeah, Hollow yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And that was a shitty movie. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> so yeah, think about it. Like Super actually felt like a, such a good movie until Kevin Bacon's part, which made it feel really cheap and really like generic. Yeah, because he's. Uh, I definitely. This, the thing with this movie for me watching it the first time, I was like, so this movie's like bad. Okay. But it's like a cult movie and people mm-hmm. love it. And I was like, I, I was trying to figure out how I wanted to rate it. But even just having had a day to sit on it, it's like really growing on me. And I was like scrolling through it again today because I still have the rental on Amazon. And I was like, oh, this scene, that's fun. Oh, and I was like, you know what? I think I like this movie more than That's I how it works with, the, with Trimmers, for sure. Like, Because I remember thinking Kevin Bacon's so fucking bad in this movie. And then I was like, <laughs> the way he was... But then now that I've had a chance to see him deliver the line the first time, going back, it's almost like kind of the way he delivers it's so weird and unique. It's more memorable that way. The performance is like shitty, but memorable. <laughs> yeah, it's Trimmers. Same, same with Fred Ward, who is like an incredible actor. And he's like... Really, his character in this movie is pretty strange, and like I don't know, some of his delivery is like all over the place, and even just the timing of some of the jokes is like the it seemed like the editor was like not doing anybody any favors because there's one in particular really early on when they go to Chang's at the beginning, 
and they talked to like Reba McIntyre and her husband and he's he's like going he's like you know something they're gonna, the government's going to come in and she just goes down honey down and, and then it's like a awkward like second where they don't cut and then it cuts to Kevin Bacon and he does this line his line I'm like the timing of this is all over the place it's pretty choppy at times <laughs> for sure yeah I but, think like I think okay so I think I, I looked it up earlier and I think their budget was like 10 million dollars I'm surprised it was that high yeah, I'm so, yeah I'm like where did all that money did Reba take all that money <laughs> it went on to the <laughs> like his Reba, Reba was like huge at the time so do you think she just pulled off a whole mill by herself just for a cameo oh, I, I, I would say nine mil the rest of it went <laughs> to, the, to the, like, the set about ten dollars okay. went to the set and the most upsetting thing is it's like okay like, i'm all about cult movies because there's movies that i like that people just can't stand uh-huh. and i'm like but it's a cult classic dude like you kind of like, like children of the corn i know some people don't like it and i know some people love it and i'm one of those people that just love that movie i love children of the corn yeah well. yeah yeah so this has an 86 percent on rotten tomato tremors does oh. how 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 cool. does joe dirt have like 16 percent and tremors sense. has 86 percent like i mean i think a lot of times with movies that are sort of pre-Rotten Tomatoes, they're not getting scored based on like what people gave it when it first came out. Oh. Like they're getting they're getting retroactive scores, like because right. this is a, not, a movie from 1990, and so the people that are actually reviewing it these days are probably people that like it. Uh, they're the only people that are still watching this movie, and it's become like a beloved cult classic. Like it's like a it's a B movie. In the way that it, it is purposefully a B movie, I would say it's a D. It's a D movie. <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's about a C minus. Because you got to think about it, the thing. It, it was very comparable to the thing to me. Like it, I definitely ooh. could get. I was ooh. thinking because people keep calling it a creature feature, and I was in my head like, I was like, do I like creature features? I'm like, what are creature features? If I think of a creature feature, hmm. I was like, you got like the Blob movies, which I've never seen. Yeah. They're just on my mind because Red Letter Media reviewed them recently. And then you got the thing, which is a perfect movie. Yeah, um, no, that movie. The movie. The thing. I think the huge difference between those two movies is it made more sense that you're. Where were they? Where was it set? Do you remember? Like Nevada, what, or the no. thing or the thing? Oh, the thing's oh. in Antarctica. Okay, so they're snowed in. There's no way they're hell they're getting out. Like it's yeah. gonna be really hard for them. Where they're in the desert, these assholes can go. Like, can leave whenever <laughs> they want. Yeah, right, bro. You saw that the road was blocked. <laughs> I don't and then care there's, mo- there's mountains all over You're the place. telling me they, that they, these they, assholes can't get a helicopter? How could what? <laughs> they, they that live, wasn't in the budget. <laughs> they live, they live in a town of literally 14 people. Like I I don't understand what anybody does for work out there. No idea. Um, because it's there's a big deal made. It. Kevin Bacon's character Valentine Val mm. for short, and then Fred Ward's character Earl. Their whole thing is they do odd jobs around the town for everybody else. But I remember when I was like clicking through it today. They're like, we got to do that job for Nelson and take the garbage or whatever. He's paying us 50 bucks to do it. And I was like, the fuck does Nelson do out here to make money? <laughs> to make you know? like, why does he have money? I don't understand Like, what any of these people other than Chang do for work. <laughs> like, they didn't. Well, uh, the woman, she had her own little side. No, not really. She was just having them try to build something. Yeah, none of those people worked except for Chang yeah. and Earl and Val's character. Like, that's wild. Like, and I. Oh, what was that kid's name? And I'm pretty sure there was an orphan in this movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure because uh, the second watch, I was like, "Whose kid is he?" Yeah, he seems he looks, to be. He looks familiar. His name's Melvin in the movie. God, yeah, that's a terrible name. <laughs> I know, but he's I'm like pretty sure he's an orphan and he lived in a shack. <laughs> I think you're right because I don't think he was anybody's kid. Uh, there's there's literally like 14 characters in this movie, yeah. and a bunch of them die pretty quickly. Like, uh, I thought he was Nestor's kid for a second, and then I saw Nestor dip out on him at some point. And I was like, "Oh, that's not his child." <laughs> I don't know who Melvin's. He just gets yelled at by Fred Ward, and is kind of a. They're like they're like cleaning his shitter though. Like so, I was like, because I, I was watching back through it. And when they when they're doing the septic tank thing, it's Melvin who's sitting on the porch, and they're like, "This is all your shit anyway, Melvin." And I was like, "Is this just Melvin's trailer? Isn't he like fifteen? Like, yeah, what what's he doing? What's he doing to make money? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah. Like, shacks cost money. That's land. That's land in Nevada. I don't care where you are. Land is land. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I do think I, I watched. Uh, speaking of Red Letter Media, I watched their review of this movie and they have a big <laughs> love for it. And they pointed out some interesting things like the creature designs, like you guys mentioned the guns scene yep. where the, the graboid like breaks into their basement or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a combination of like animatronics, miniatures, composite shots. Like a lot of times when there's like 
the graboids like doing something really destructive. It's probably a miniature, and the way they cut that all together is really seamless. No, yeah, and, and that's impressive. the thing is, I I super appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not. I, I wouldn't take that away from them because I guarantee, like back in the day, that was just so much work just to get that one shot. But I think that's the only thing they cared about. <laughs> um, I do think. I think one of the reasons I was having a little bit of trouble with the movie is that I wasn't really connecting with Val and Earl as characters. Like I felt for their journey and I do, I love the worst day ever aspect of they finally decide, you know what? We're leaving perfection, this shithole town. And no, just like every time they try to leave, something happens. Like they're on their way out of town. Oh, there's a guy up in the, in the electric tower. We got to save him. They bring him back to town and they're like, all right, fuck this. We're leaving now. Oh no, this farmer is missing and its whole sheep flock's been torn to shreds. We gotta like so <laughs> go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it moving there, bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could have they could have just left. Um I guess that's a good point. Uh, that's what loyalty gets you right there. It uh, almost gets you eaten by some sort of ancient creature. Not to get too much back in the thing, but if you really think about it, it is like or the tremors is like the thing. Oh and, definitely. And Kevin Bacon is Kurt Russell. A yeah. cheap version of Kurt Russell <laughs> the, the who thing, just can't act as well as Kurt Russell. The thing <laughs> is a very good comparison because it's very like characters trapped in a situation attacked by a monster. The practical effects are both in, I mean, the thing has some of the most impressive practical effects mm-hmm. of all time. And Tremor's effects are pretty good. I was curious, do you guys have like any, um, to give people a general gist of the movie, I always recommend if people listen to my show to just watch the movie, hopefully thankfully a lot of times I'm covering really famous movies. So generally people have seen the movie already, but to give like a, just a really brief overview of what the movie is, it's like our main characters are played by Fred Ward, who's Earl and Kevin Bacon, who's Val. And I'd say probably the third most important character is Rhonda, who's played by uh, Finn Carter, who fun fact is not having a good time lately. (laughs) I don't know if you guys did any research on her, no, but she kind of just puttered around and was in TV shows until about 2005 and then left the industry. And then two years ago, she was arrested for stealing a I car. I saw her mugshot at IMDb. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I wonder what this is about. But I didn't look too much into it. Yeah, <laughs> she's, yeah dude. She looks like she's struggling. Yeah, oh she's, she's having a tough time. And I, I couldn't – I was trying my best to dig up, like, why she – left the industry or what's going on like what happened because like, i actually really liked her in this movie she's probably my favorite character she's in the movie. probably the, the best Word. actor out of all of them yeah and it's just like i whenever i was excited i like the dynamic of all the characters and they're all like fun they all have like their own little shtick going on i think the movie does a good job of like here's the doomsday prepper people here's the old doctor couple here's chang he owns the he owns like the only store in this place is Chang's like, balling. <laughs> Yo, that's like revolutionary. The only like Asian with money you've that's ever seen right there. Movie, um, besides Homeboy and like uh, Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so th- they're they do odd jobs. They're trying to get out of town. They they, they meet Rhonda. Kevin Bacon's like uh, he has like a whole shtick about like. Oh uh, yeah, a long blonde hair. I hope she's super hot, and they meet her, and she's got the sunscreen on the nose, the classic ooh characters, not good looking or whatever, which is ridiculous because she's a very attractive woman. But like you can even tell with her goofy getup, they're like, "What are you guys trying to pull <laughs> on here?" But like, um, they, they decide to leave, but they can't make it out of town. Suddenly, these creatures that kind of look like snakes a little bit that travel through the ground. They they eventually trap all these people in town, and they're trying to escape. And the whole movie's just kind of a back and forth of them fighting off the monsters. Some of them get got, some of them don't. Lots of clever little setups and stuff where it's like, okay, we got to do this to trick the monster, then go this way. We're going to get the tractor. The I was kind of surprised towards the end when um, like the last stretch seems like it's only going to, I'm like, I was like, oh, that's probably like the last 10 minutes of the movie, I think. And like I hit pause and I was like, there's 30 minutes of this movie left. Okay. I guess they, they, I tried, the they, they really part. dragged it out. Yeah. They, they were like, out. Hey, yeah. You know, you're like all congratulating each other. And I'm like, all right, well, this was a short movie. And then look, I'm like, there's like 45 minutes left. What the hell's going on? Yeah. So like they, there's a really fun scene where the gun couple takes out one, but then you realize there's three more and they're getting smarter, but they get on a tractor. They try to escape, but the, creatures dig a pit for them and ruin the tractor so they're stuck there and then they're stuck on a rock and they have all these pipe bombs they're throwing and and the movie culminates with a big ending of kevin bacon tricking the monster into flying off a cliff and dying 
there's like a really brief moment early in the movie where he's like, I don't think these guys can't fly, can they? Or whatever. And so that's like Foreshadowing. a like payoff for, for that or whatever. Um, I was curious, do you guys have like favorite characters you like, characters you hated, like uh, opinions on the townsfolk at all? Oh, uh, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Melvin, feel bad for him for being an orphan. He was a piece of shit, though. I can't like, believe that, he didn't die. That kid, I was like, I like there's parts in the movie that I forgot, and I was like, does Melvin die? And I'm thinking to myself, I fucking hope this dude, this, like, he's like a fucking like 15-year-old kid. And I'm like, I hope this kid dies so They were badly. doing the classic like horror movie trope of making him so annoying so that when you he finally does die. You're you're like kind of happy about it, but yeah. I guess they didn't want to kill a kid in this movie. If I had to say a favorite <laughs> character, though, uh, for sure Chang because he's a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he tricks him into he, selling him the snake, and then he starts char- charging for pictures of it. Yeah, he's for sure a hustler. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but when they used the septic septic tank. It had Chang's name on the side yep. of it, so he clearly like rented he, it to them. <laughs> like he's a baller in that town. Yeah. And then it's, and it's that same septic tank that blows up on in their faces, so it's like clearly a piece of shit. But it's all right; <laughs> they already paid for it. Chang's this is a hustler, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Chang's pretty dope, and I only like Chang more than anything because I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember Three Ninjas, but he was the grandpa on Three Ninjas yes. in all four movies. And even though he was supposed to be like a generic Mr. Miyagi. He did a good Which job he was. at it. He did a good job at it. Let him have it. <laughs> Let him have this one thing. He was also in, uh, speaking of John Carpenter, he was in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. As Egg Shen. Hmm. Um, okay. I've okay. never seen that movie. It's a very, oh, word. it's a fascinating movie. <laughs> no, I bet it is, yeah. I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces, but I've never actually watched the entire it, movie. It's, not to spoil it, but it's a weird It's a weird movie to where you like are like, yeah, Kurt Russell's the main guy and he's going to be like a badass and he's kind of like, incompetent the whole movie and that's like kind of it's this weird reverse hero situation where he just stumbles ass backwards into a situation and just kind of like flails about while everybody that's more competent gets it done and he's just around (laughs) but yeah he's like literally just like a truck driver in that movie that shows up accidentally it's pretty kurt russell is amazing yeah no kurt russell had a really good run yeah yeah i mean he's still he's still doing it like uh, Santa Claus movies. <laughs> Wait, I haven't seen Bone Tomahawk. I heard that was good. Bone Tomahawk was not good. <laughs> Abort that mission right there. Okay, like for real, it was not, well. I should refrain. Bone Tomahawk was the most boring movie I'd ever watched until the last fifteen minutes of it, and then things get wild. Okay, all right, all right. I know this is your show. Sure, but I'm gonna steal a question from you. That's fine. It's not one of your questions. I made this question. He did not make this question. I did. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. No, no, no. Um, okay. Let's say Tremors was coming. Uh, they're making a new Tremors with a really decent budget. Let's just $60 million, whatever. Did you say $60 million? $60 million. I mean, that's better than 10 That's better than 10 Okay. I think they can. Okay. They can Let's make, just look, say a hundred million. They, okay. They Let's could, just say they can make a better Tremors movie today with ten million dollars than they did back then. You know okay. that, right? Well, let's say they gave it like a Godzilla type okay. budget. <laughs> Who would you want as a lead actor? As a lead, because I, I feel like people make really good reboots, but they get really shitty leads. Like um, the second Planet of the Apes. I hate that dude. I have no idea. I, Oh, uh, yeah, the main guy. Yeah, the, yeah. The generic guy. Yeah. He's actually not bad. I saw it. He's good in uh, The Devil all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. Um, and even, like, the first movie, what's that like? Uh, no, James Franco was in the first movie. Yeah, James Franco's fine. Um, I don't know. The third movie did it right and just made Caesar the main guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Serkis, baby. Uh, but... I don't know. That, that was something that was actually a weird roundabout way I was going to ask you guys. Like, Kevin Bacon is, like, kind of shitty in this movie, but because of the tone of the movie, it's almost... Because I was about to be like, would this be better if it had been Kurt Russell? But I'm like, maybe not, because he's, like, too good. Like, he would have been too serious almost. Like, I know he can be really over the top, but the movie almost works because of the actors that are in it. But I don't know. If they were doing a Tremors reboot... Who would I cast? Um, I don't know. I, I guess maybe just because they're on my brain, uh, like Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, that would <laughs> there be we fire. Go. He, that would be fire. You can fire. put him in any movie and he'll be good. I know. He's got so much range, did John Wick bro. in like six years and they got him to do John Wick? I'd be about it. I just, I just was talking about him today, so that's why he's on my mind. Daddy Daycare. I talk, I talk about Lakeith Stanfield Dude, at least that's, that's once probably, or twice a day. That's probably our both of our favorite actor. Like, yeah, he like can, he's he got so much range. Like, it's nuts. Like, what, Knives Out? He's a detective. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was so good at Knives he's Out. He's in Get Out. You know what I'm saying? He, he was in Get Out for, like, 
five seconds, but it was yeah. still he stole a good the show. Movie. He stole that when, movie. Uh, in Straight Outta Compton, he Snoop Dogg does a good job. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, right. Lakeith Stanfield, he's yeah. got he's got That's a lot of range. I haven't watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Yet. Oh, neither have I. I neither have I. Um, but I did finally watch Atlanta during quarantine. Ooh, was Atlanta like, slash, bro. Was like, it's so good. It's unreasonably good. It's yeah, so it's good. Dumb it should good. be illegal how good that show is. That, like, that one off episode. that one off episode where he goes and gets the piano from the yes, guy. Yes. It's so funny. Just following Lakeith Stanfield's character <laughs> yes. around the entire time. And did it, you know that was Donald Glover? Yep, I sure I, did. So I think that was like the greatest answer because I wouldn't even think of I wouldn't even think that. I would think Ethan Hawke just because I'm a huge Ethan Hawke. Yeah, fan. he's good. He's so old now though. But I, I mean, would, you got to think about it. What was that movie he was in recently? Uh, a horror movie. He was so good in that movie. Oh, the um, Sinister. Was that, was, that was a while ago though. I mean, like. So- I thought for some reason I thought you were talking about First Reformed, and I was like, "Is that a horror movie?" I thought that was like a drama. <laughs> he, he's in a show where he plays like some like prairie priest weird guy. It's got a weird fucking name, but he's like, I saw the trailer. He's like, "Yeah, you will come." I was like, "Yeah, you do, you, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> get, that, get that bag." Yeah, I don't know. Look, Keith Stanfield, I think, is one. The reason I've been almost scared to watch Judas and the Black Messiah is because it's three of my current favorite working actors right. in it: like Keith Stanfield, Daniel Kaluuya. And Jesse Plemons, uh, who yeah. I love, star studded. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah it's, that's it's a ridiculous. really good lineup. Kalia is amazing. Did you guys ever see Queen and Slim? Yes, I have it. Man. It was that was really good. He's <laughs> also good in uh, obviously, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you love him because to get out. I'm saying you're gonna say get out again. <laughs> get out. Uh, he was also good in Black Panther, though. Oh so. yeah, he's great in Black Panther. He's good. He's excellent in widows if you've never seen that i've not seen that um he's like the bad guy in widows and he's fucking terrifying it is so good huh. <laughs> his eyes are just oh man so good and clemens is great i watched i'm thinking of ending things i think those are gonna be like the next big three for like the next I know. You know, 20 years you that's, know? Our new, that's our new denzel right yeah there. exactly like three, new, three new denzels. New denzel. yeah i would I, say so i think clemens is our new philip seymour hoffman <sighs> There um, we go. And Ooh. then, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm only thinking that because he was in I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and Charlie Kaufman used to use Philip Seymour Hoffman a lot, and so right. I was like, drawing those connections together. But yeah, um, so is there any standout scenes, any favorite scenes from Tremors? I got one. I've been thinking about it. It's been living in my brain since I watched the movie. <laughs> uh, it's literally the beginning scene where they're trying to do the fence like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. they're posting the fence. If you watch closely, it took Kev- like, and you know they did, you know they didn't take this out on purpose. It took Kevin Bacon like seven shots to get one I nail know. into it that so post, funny. and like I was watching it, and I was like, "Yo, what is going on? How right is this now? man getting paid right now? Like, he's like they hire this guy, he can't even like it should have taken one shot, and they should have been moving on." But it I took know, a- but I think that's like kind of funny because it's almost part of the character that he's like a little bit incompetent. Um, I think they just left it in there because they're like, "Yo, we're not reshooting." this it's about to be sundown pretty soon you know what i'm saying like we got to get this done um i already told you my favorite scene so i'm gonna tell you the scene i hated the guns the scene. most it was the, the exact ending where they started playing this random ass country music <laughs> and i was like what the hell am i watching and it reminded me of like okay so it reminded me of a sci-fi movie throughout the entire thing but it's like if the country network made a sci-fi movie <laughs> and that's tremors yeah, there's it's the, not the, cowboys were aliens. The, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> the soundtrack gets weirdly banjoy every once in a while. Yeah, it's the, like I'm watching the, Sunny Law again. They'll be like driving in there talking like. I think they might even play like some weird music in the gun scene. I don't know. I liked. I don't know what my favorite scene would be. I kind of liked when they're. I guess I don't know. I kind of like when they're all stuck on that rock and they figure out to like use the dynamite to fish the gravel oh, yeah, that's that's just really too. i like seeing i just it was fun seeing them all come together yeah no, especially yeah. when they're like arguing and then uh you know she does that whole like and then we just run like goddamn hell or whatever pardon my french or whatever uh, bastards <laughs> those bastards yeah. um especially had cooler dynamite too the dynamite even looked cheap <laughs> they're well they're they're pipe bombs I understand the Those pipe bombs, but I mean, really, like, you like can how many rougher, pi- how, how, many, how many pipe bombs have you actually seen in your lifetime that you can make a judgment on a pipe bomb looking shitty? I'm not going to answer that question. The answer is zero. <sighs> just so know. everybody knows, he's seen oh, zero pipe I, bombs. I, I just re- the one one other last thing I do want to touch on. How do you guys feel about this being a secretly homoerotic movie? <laughs> 
It's what? it's broke it's Brokeback Mountain. How? No, really? it's it's Brokeback Mountain. I, I those two dudes I did sleep not in catch the same truck. They sleep they, they know they sl- they sleep in the same. Did you see their trailer, bro? There's <laughs> like there's only room for one bed in that trailer. They sleep in the bed of the truck that they were so proud of. Yeah, it's for sure Brokeback I guess, Mountain. Okay, I guess the scene where the dude was like, gonna sacrifice himself, and then Kevin Bacon sacrificed himself. Yeah, it does seem like a little bit like no, like you're not gonna die. I'm gonna die. I was almost. I love you. I was almost surprised. Like in in Red Letter Media, they call it a case of the not gays. And at the very <laughs> beginning, when he's like, "I hope she's got long legs for days," and like it's like. He's like, we got to show that Kevin Bacon likes women because having these two dudes who like <laughs> live together and they can't do anything without each other and they're together all the time and they have they even have a sign with their names. Like everything they own says oh, yeah. like Val and Earl. Like it's like super gay vibes that I was getting. Like and in Holy a good way. I, I like I think that's like the other the the update you can make to the the ten the sixty million dollar remake is like make them gay. <laughs> Completely full blown. <laughs> Like don't like we we don't we don't cut corners anymore. No, you're <laughs> you're gonna see dudes kissing this one. <laughs> yeah, Brokeback Mountain meets Tremors, baby. Hey, Let's go. I mean, I'm blockbuster. I got it. Um, so yeah, uh, I always do ratings on this show. Um, if you guys have never listened, or if you're fans of Julian and Gills, and you're checking out my show, I personally have a bit of a grading curve on this show because I theoretically am watching some of the greatest movies of all time. So. I'm a little harsher on movies. For example, in my very first episode to set the bar, I gave The Godfather an 8.5. Any other day of the week, that's a 10 out of 10 movie for me. But on this show, just to give you a feel for what my scores are like, um, I gave The Godfather an 8.5. For Tremors, I'm going to give it a 7. Um, it was going to be lower, but after going through the movie again today, I was just like, I like this movie, actually. <laughs> this movie kind of fucking rules. Uh it's just every scene I was like skipping through I, and I, I was doing the thing I always do with movies I like where I go, oh, this scene, oh, this scene. And I, I was just meaning to skip through it and I caught myself just watching it again. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a seven on the show. I don't ask my guests to be beholden to my weird rating system. I'd, I'd give it a six. Yeah, six. I think that's very fair. How about you, Julian? Uh, it's a <laughs> solid seven for me as well. Okay. <laughs> I think. I think as much as how bad the acting was i think they really made up for it with the special effects because it was pretty cool like it was really cool to see and you know even comparing it to a sci-fi movie if you if you compare sci-fi effects to you know that like it's way higher bar you know yeah and i just um i love i love a practical effect and it was kind of a shame like we mentioned the thing earlier in the show when they were doing the the remake the 2011 remake they were going to have practical effects for that movie. And then at the very last second, the studio that was funding them was like, no, make all the effects CGI randomly. And it like, you can see all these behind the scenes of all the animatronics and practical things that they built for, for the movie. Right. And then last, not only was it like, is the CGI worse, but it was also last second CGI. <laughs> I kind of feel bad because that movie is kind of shitty, but I don't think it had to be as shitty as it is because it, I think they had a real vision for it and they got kind of butt fucked by the studio. I mean, that happens, <laughs> that happens all, all the time, time. Yeah. with reboots, you know? I mean, that's literally what happened with the Snyder Cut. It's like, regardless of how you feel about Justice League, the studio stepped in and interfered with... I mean, you gave Zack Snyder the reins. He said he wanted to make a four-hour movie. What did you expect? Like, right. how, how are you going to turn around and be like, no, it needs to be two hours and we're reshooting everything? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, sometimes, it, and I get it, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars at stake here. But they got it. Like, people, yeah. people's heads will roll if, if it's a flop. Like, it's a shame that they don't do stuff like, like, that's why, I like, you know, Get Out was really great because it's a movie they made for like $6 million and it made. Like I can't remember, like well, well over a hundred million man, dollars. Bro, like, like Blumhouse, like even though a lot of the movies they make are really shitty, yeah, they're one of now. the they're <laughs> one of the only studios that will be like, hey, direct random director, here's five million dollars, make a fucking movie. We don't care. We'll stay out of it because we just make a bunch of cheap movies. If one of them hits, it pays for everything. And it, whereas for some reason, at some somewhere along the way, we got to the, into this place where no. We're only making superhero movies for $150 million and it has to be the biggest movie ever to make its money back. And it's like, you can just make like good mid-budget movies. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and it's like, Tremors is like a real love letter to monster movies and cinema, regardless of if you think it's too cheesy or it is 
like kind of bad, but it's like it's, it's like bad, bad, good. It's, it's you know, good, bad. I appreciate more the way you're describing it now. I'm just like, you know what? I guess he's right. Yeah, I mean, they did with what they did, you know. And even then, ten million dollars was a lot of money. Yeah, in, in uh, yeah, like 1990. All the Reba, Reba in the soundtrack, she doubled it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she had a couple songs in there. Uh, What's funny is I didn't even recognize her because I'm so used to her from like when she did her show. Yeah. She's like, she seems like so, she was she's a lot different young. looking. She and her, her red hair like isn't as like prominent in this either. Cause like you think of Reba, you think of like the red hair. Right. Um, I know the guy that played her husband in the movie. He was like, like his, the big thing with his, him as an actor was he was like on some show as like a uptight dad. So this was like a real, uh, like turn for him to be in the, a gun-toting crazy man in a movie. Solid citizen out here. I, I want to say he's like the only person who's like in all the Tremors movies. He like I think he just is, kept honestly. doing them. He's just, he's just I, look, I don't think he got many more acting jobs after this. So he, they, they're like, hey, will you keep coming back? We'll give you like, I don't know, 500K. Oh, yeah, I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, Michael Gross is his name. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like... The, the director, I didn't recognize his name. I guess we should mention Ron Underwood. I've never heard of the guy. Um, he made City Slickers, Mighty Joe Young. But the thing I saw on Both his... those movies slap, though. <laughs> the thing I saw on his list that I was like, this is probably one of the last movies he made. He, he's the guy who made Pluto Nash. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, he disappeared <laughs> off the face of the earth. Yeah, like in the mix. I remember that movie. Uh, Mouse and the Motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, Feel like I have a weird He's mouse with a motorcycle. Stuart yeah, Little, that they just knocked off Stuart Little. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I think it might have been before, uh, but yeah, Ron Underwood. I didn't recognize his name. If you look him up on Letterboxd, his top movie is Tremors. So that's probably why I didn't know him very Good well. Him. <laughs> um, I, I think I've seen Mighty Joe Young, but yeah, oh, yeah. I think Mighty Joe Young is a very good movie. <laughs> so, um, and I, I did actually remember to warn you guys beforehand. I sometimes forget to do this for guests, but. I like to do recommendations on the show because it's just the whole premise of my podcast is I watch classic movies. I'm mm -hmm. using air quotations uh, for the very first time. So maybe I can recommend something that's like a little off the beaten path uh, that maybe people haven't seen. And for first time guests, I, sometimes I try to figure out a way to tie the movies together. But, you know, if it's your first time on and you just have a movie that you love and you want to recommend to people, that's fine. If you have something that connects, that's fine. But do you guys have recommendations for the people? Go, go ahead. Go first. Nope. Go, go, go ahead. I, nope. Go ahead. Go ahead, Big Chief. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. So technically, mm -hmm. this is also an invitation for you to come to our podcast. Okay. Let's go. So one of my all-time favorite underrated movies is called Finishing the Game. I have not heard of that. And it's basically – and here's the thing is that you might have seen a, a trailer here and there because the way I saw it is that um, Blockbuster, you, I don't know if you ever rented from Blockbuster and saw these like obscure commercials for these like movies you've never seen or never heard of. So that was one of them, and it's basically a movie about them trying to finish Bruce Lee's last movie. Oh, okay. In the 70s. Is it a documentary or? It's like a mockumentary. It, was, oh. it is actually really good too. Okay. Finishing the game. Finish. So the, the game being the Bruce Lee movie, the yes. game. Okay. So like, uh, it's made by. Um, um, the guy that made uh, Tokyo Drift and oh okay yeah Tokyo Drift's maybe my favorite Fast and Furious it movie. literally is my favorite <laughs> but yeah so it has a, a you know a good amount of like, those actors in there and stuff like that it's like it's it's, it's kind of low budget but it's like really good low what, budget what, what year is this from I want to say it was like two thousand five or two thousand six interesting I've like never that. heard of that that sounds fascinating yeah um, yeah I I have a Bruce Lee collection I was kind of surprised because I was like I'm gonna do a Bruce Lee deep dive. And the motherfucker made like eight movies, and that's it. <laughs> Don't forget that he was in the Green Hornet as well. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's true. I guess I could watch the Green Hornet. Cato. <laughs> okay, 2007. That's what it was. 2007, and Justin Lin. Justin Lin's the name. Did you, did you guys see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Loved it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, Love there, it. There's a guy who plays Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a very good job in it as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a big Tarantino guy, so of course. Same. I, What's, what's, what's your movie? What's your pick, big guy? Yeah. All right. So no connections made. Uh, just a black guy who loves magic, and that's why <laughs> I am going to suggest the Prestige. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Uh, who's that? And uh, Christian Bale. Oh, that's Christian a good Bale movie. And, and Hugh Jackman. And, and Hugh Jackman. Huge the, uh, Jackman. Christopher Nolan movie. Yep, yeah. it's solid. The, it's one, the one that a lot of people seem to forget. I yeah, never that, forgot about it. That was uh, a good movie. Super solid movie. You know, the prestige is uh, the big 
uh, magic trick that Hugh Jackman's character does in that. And I, but like Hugh Jackman is kind of the main character. He gets more screen time than Christian yeah. Bale's character, but really Christian Bale's character is just a gritty street magician. Like, like he's yeah. like, he, he gives me that David Blaine type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Man of the people. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale's character is the hardest character in that movie for sure. <laughs> and I will not, you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah, you mentioned early in the show you love a movie where you don't know where it's going. And I first time I ever watched that movie, the ending where you find out the reveals of their tricks blew my fucking mind. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was a really good year for movies too. They yeah. seen there was like a banger after banger after that. I think mm-hmm. The Hurt Locker came out the same year. And that was another one of those movies that you were just like, the yeah. hell is going on? Yeah, I watched. I remember because I rented the Prestige from a from the local gas station and watched it on a whim, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't can't really go. You always get something with Nolan, regardless of how you feel about him. Some sort of twist. <laughs> yeah, uh, Prestige is great. That uh, finishing the game sounds amazing. I've never heard of it. It's fire. Great recommendations for me personally. I'm going to recommend. I don't know why this isn't like the most obscure movie ever, but it's because it's got Fred Ward in it and he's hilarious in it. I'm going to recommend Thirty Minutes or Less. Um, That's a good, good one. movie. Oh, I yeah. I think a lot of some people dismissed it and didn't really think much of it when it first came out, but I think it's really funny. The only caveat with that movie is it is based on a, a very tragic true story, and for some reason they made it like weird slapstick comedy. But I think it's really funny. I think Aziz and Jesse's dynamic in, in the movie is great. And, and something I told somebody was like, I was like, oh, you should pay attention when you watch the movie because Danny McBride and Nick, uh, Nick, uh, oh God, oh. I'm blanking on his name. Come on. You know what it is, Nick. Uh, Schwartzen. Nick yeah, Schwartzen. Nick Schwartzen. They kind of actually have equal amounts of screen time, the, yeah. the two pairs. Like, because you think, oh, they're the villains in the movie and they just pop in occasionally. Like, they have a lot going on in that movie. And I love Danny McBride's weird, fucked up relationship yeah, with Fred, Fred Ward. And... Yeah, Fred Ward's his, his weird military dad yeah. who's like rich and he kind of lives off his dad and he wants to hire somebody to kill his dad. And like, the whole plot is basically they. I'm not going to spoil the plot. I'm spoiling a movie that I'm recommending that I think maybe people haven't seen. But, yeah, my my loose, loose connection is it's a comedy and it has Fred Ward in it. Michael uh, Pena. <laughs> I think that was the, I think that's people's first introduction to Michael Pena. But, dude, he was so funny. I quote that movie all the time. Yeah, that's that's not the one where he's like, pimps don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> shot me with a fucking pen gun. A pen gun? <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's excellent in that movie. Yeah. Uh, everybody's just firing on all even Nick Swartzen who can be very hit or miss yeah he is great in this movie yeah uh, he's if when he shows up in Adam Sandler stuff it's like eh, oh it's he can terrible be, but in this <laughs> this is the one movie where he's really good like and, dude the back and forth between him and Danny yeah. is just like perfect Danny McBride is anything he's in he's a lot. Genius. oh yeah dude uh, he's an absolute genius yeah um, but yeah I appreciate you guys coming on hold, hold, for sure hold, let me let me stop you real quick I'm gonna do two suggestions sure oh. because I was talking about something earlier uh uh, most people don't know this. Uh, Gil knows this, but I have uh, a uh, deep hatred for the Beatles. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, deep, deep. I think uh, everyone does. Not that's false. That's not, yeah, that's, that's false. <laughs> deep, I think, I think we just do. Everybody uh, has a deep hatred for the Beatles. Some of us do. I <laughs> will say, I don't get it. Yeah. There uh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that works. Hey, let's go. Clap yeah. it up. Clap it up. Someone put on one of their albums when we were on a drive back no, from somewhere, you. and I was like, "This kind of sucks, though." <laughs> no, like, thank you, sir. <laughs> Yes. I will say. You cannot have the aux court anymore. I hope I'm not stealing your recommendation, but across the universe, oh, nope. I do I do actually like, I think Beatles songs are good if somebody who's not the Beatles is covering them. Oh, okay. Like, All right. like if you okay. hear a cover of a Beatles song, like it's perfect. It's usually better. <laughs> yeah. And across the universe is all covers. And those are pretty good. Like across uh, the universe is a good movie. I yeah. Think, I think Dewey Cox uh, was that a walk hard? I think that's the only time the Beatles were cool, and it was in that movie. <laughs> we're, here, we're here, the Beatles in India. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Paul. We're gonna do some LSD. <laughs> the Come movie on. I would suggest would be uh, Chapter Twenty Seven. Jared Leto's in it. Oh, I think Lindsay Lohan's also in it. Yeah, she's for sure. The movies. Look, the movie's literally about a, the dude that killed John Lennon. Okay. That's why oh. the Beatles connection is there. Yeah. The, uh, oh, I yes, can it's, it's, it's like so the, the dude's ju- obsessed the ju- with. So Julian, this guy's like a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> thanks, thanks, big dog. But yeah. uh, it's about a dude. He's like obsessed with the book, The Catcher in the Rye, too. Yeah, which is a terrible book. <laughs> it shouldn't have been read in high school. That's for sure. <laughs> I know. But I, uh, he I, does I all the things from it. That's the thing that I'm obsessed with. The Lennon murder is this guy was obsessed with this book that I had to read in high school that sucked. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I'm like, how, how would you get obsessed with this terrible ass book? And it led you to like murder somehow. <laughs> like, it's so fucking crazy. I always get that guy confused with the guy that was obsessed with Jodie Foster. Right. Oh, uh, oh for real? Yeah. He, or it might even have been the same guy. I can't remember. But uh, That would be awesome <laughs> if it was. There's like a guy that was like a, a murderer who was like obsessed with Jodie Foster. And I can't, I can never remember which one it is. And he's like obsessed from like underage taxi driver Jodie Foster, which is like what? the extra layer fucked up. To the whole so thing. weird. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tw- chapter 27? Chapter 27. So oh, there you guys go. A, we're throwing a lot of numbers at you. 30 minutes or less. Chapter 27. Uh, the Prestige and finishing the game. All awesome stuff. You guys are so lucky if you stuck around for the full show. You get all these bomb-ass recommendations. So, hey, I, and as uh, I always forget to help you guys, like, pimp your stuff out. So if my listeners want to check you guys out, where, where can they find y'all? Um, Go ahead, Gil. Antimoviemovieclub.com. Uh, it has all our shows, uh, socials. Why don't I say socials? Socials. Um, you know, it has our Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, all in one place. So you can just go follow us at. Um, we try to at least put up a show every Saturday. Sometimes it's a little late. <laughs> uh, but I know how it goes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, check us out. Um, follow us on our socials for sure. Um, this week we got coming up uh, Tales from the Hood uh, Tales from the Hood yes I'm I'm just gonna disclaimer uh, just because you watch our YouTube stuff doesn't mean you can add me on Facebook no one wants to add you on Facebook if I don't know you stay out of my lane (laughs) yes Um, Tales from the Hood it's gonna be a good episode Tales of the Hood Tales from the Hood Tales of the Hood hood. <laughs> That's what and they like. They said the anti movie movie club uh, on YouTube is that that's yep. just only on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been thinking about putting it on Facebook, but people are mean, so I don't know if I'm, I don't give a shit about Facebook. people being mean or not. <laughs> Face, yeah, Facebook can be harsh, I guess. But hey, you know, I just posted my senior photos on there and give people a nice little laugh from all my <laughs> UFC poses I was doing. Oh, my yeah. Senior photos. There we go. Uh, don't know why I held my fists up. It's an audio show. But, hey, listeners, so thank you so much for joining us. And as I always, unfortunately, say at the end of every episode, I will catch you all on the flip-flop later. Oh, sucks. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>